Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. So what's going on here? Be'emes b'cholus. Next page on top of the chesed. Be'emes b'cholus in the mashpia makabel. I feel, and in, in more in general, the whole idea of uh, of a mashpia and a makabel, a giver, a giver and a receiver. I feel like makabel cotton air came aid lagabe mashpia. Even when the receiver is on a lot a lower level, a lot lower level from the giver, because makim imrak hu bal seichel. Yeah, but still, if this giver, the teacher. Is at least he has an intellect. If the receiver at least has an intellect, even no matter how underdeveloped his intellect is and how small it is and how tiny it is, as long as he has an intellect, he at least has some type of um, connection and relationship with the teacher. Because at least it's just like the teacher has an intellect, even though it's way more developed than the student, but the student also has an intellect. So they're both on the same realm of intellect. And the, the 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 proof is that they the proof that these the student and the teacher, no matter how far they may be from each other, have what some of a relationship to each other, being that they're both intellectual beings, because the teacher, who's a very high level teacher, he has the ability to Enclothe his in in his sublime intellect, his really high, uh, elevated intellect, into many different concepts and different analogies, and to the extent that he's able to make it understood, even to a the smallest, the most underdeveloped uh, student, like even a small child. A really great teacher has this ability to make his intellect come down and re- relate it to even the smallest child, and that shows you that even the greatest. The greatest intellectual being, this huge teacher, and the small child have somewhat of a relationship. The, the teacher can bring it down to his level. That the descent and the drawing down of the intellectual concept from lower level to level in clothing this concept into many different ideas and many different analogies. Um, that shows that there is some type of relationship to the mind of the student, to the mind of the teacher. Even this intellectual, this intellect, when it goes down and it descends and it becomes contracted very much and it encloses in these analogies, it's not in a different quality, it's not a different Entity from how the the intellect is in this in the in this teacher's mind. How it was before it came down and enclosed in these analogies. It's the very intellect, the very mind of the teacher is being is descending and being concealed and enclosed into different analogies and different explanations. That same intellect is being enclosed into these analogies, and now it's being transferred to the student 
by way of these analogies. It's not a different, it's not something different. You're not, it's, it's not a different entity from the mind of the teacher. It is the very mind of the teacher going down. It's just that the analogies that are from different foreign concepts from this intellectual, the intellect of the teacher, the, the analogies are a different entity, a different being, a totally different essence from the um, from the mind of the teacher. Because the analogy is, ta- is is talking about a totally different thing, which is not from the idea of the the intellectual concept at all. But the intellect which the teacher is putting into that analogy is not something different than his own intellect. See what it says in the entire air there in Pasachalio, where I explain this idea of the of the idea of analogies. Um Kane move on the Khlolis Indian Mashpia Makabal. So if so, that the analogy is really the only thing that's different, but the actual intellect is the same. It's the intellect of the teacher descending through the concealment of the analogies and going into the mind of the student. If so, then it's understood that Khlolis Indian Mashpia Umakabal who bhinas erich vishaikasal. The whole idea of a the teacher and the student, the giver and the receiver, it shows that there are is some type of relationship and connection between them. And therefore, it's it's possible to talk about this idea of an intermediary between them. Being that the student cannot receive directly from the teacher, but he can still get it through the intermediary, and that but the only. The only time you can talk about an intermediary is when there is still a connection between the Mashbiya and the Makabal. And they are they are in the same realm at least, the same realm of intellect or intellectual beings, and therefore there can be a connection between them just through this um, through the Mamutsa. But in the creation of the limited worlds from Hashem, the infinite Hashem, Shazel which there's no relationship whatsoever between the infinite uh, Hashem, the creator, and the creations, the finite creations in King Lukhira. If so, seemingly, what is the connection? What's the possibility about this and the idea of a, a intermediary? How can you have an intermediary between two things which have no relationship whatsoever between them? The explanation is besides the fact that there is within the world's a godly fo- flow of energy, which is in, which is in a way of kiruv of closeness. As it's known, there's two types of flows of godly energy in the world. One of them is one of them is a flow of godly energy, which is in a way of distance. Which that is the aspect of the godly energy which brings into existence the the actual existence of the worlds. The worlds, how they are uh, feeling, they feel themselves separate and they feel their own independent existence. That is in a way where Hashem gives over His energy in a way of rikuk, a feeling, a feeling of of distance. And from that feeling of distance, there can be a creation of a, a of an existence which feels itself separate <coughs> and distant from its Creator. The second type of flow of divine energy into the worlds in a way of closeness. That's the the godly energy which encloses into the worlds in an internal way, in an inner way. 
like the way that the soul encloses into the body in a way where it fits into it in an inner way and enlivens every organ, specifically according to that organ, so too the godly energy which enlivens the worlds in an inner way it relates to each part of the part of each world according to its level, and then there's just the, the divine energy which is <coughs> creates the actual existence of the worlds, which which that is the divine energy which feels very far from existence. When we're speaking about the level of the divine energy which relates to the world in a close way and clothes into an internal way, that you can talk about the idea of an intermediary. So besides that, that there are in the world a there isn't within the world a a uh, flow of divine energy which is a way, in a way of closeness and therefore um, from the aspect of that energy we can talk about in a mumutsa that there is a intermediary because that's a level of divine energy which does have so to say uh, it does have a relationship uh, to the limited worlds because it's a level of energy which is already limited according to the level of the worlds and therefore you can say that it's an inter- intermediary um, between that energy and the worlds besides that intermediary which exists within the inner more limited energy of Hashem there's also also in the the bringing the bringing in existence of the <coughs> actual of the actual matter so to say of the existence of the worlds there also has to be an intermediary of the level of Atsilis. so now we have to explain that how does that make sense like we same question we said before if there's if the infinite essence of Hashem and the limited worlds are totally set totally far from each other with no comparison how can there be an intermediary intermediary to connect them but in who the Hine explanation is it's known that that which the the godly ayin which is called ayin meaning nothing it's that in the sense that it's nothing because it's above our comprehension so that it's known that the godly source which creates the which creates the existence of the world, even though it's removed from the worlds without any comparison to them, there has to be somewhat of a, a relate of a relationship, a connection between the godly energy which brings the worlds into existence and the actual existence of the worlds. There has to be some type of relationship between them. That there there should be at least the desire of this godly energy, the desire of Hashem. Um, that Hashem's desire, Hashem's desire should be within that godly energy that um, to create the existence of the worlds. And only through that could be the actual creation of the worlds. As the creation of the of the worlds will not be automatically from this godly energy. When Hashem's will is not within the uh, within this energy to create them. And so basically, there is the um, only one that Hashem's will is found within that divine energy which creates the world. Hashem desires to create the world through that divine energy. Only through that there can be the actual creation. Um, the creation won't happen out- automatically just from that divine energy if without the Hashem's desiring that. Being that the creation, that the worlds are totally um, incomparable. 
have no relationship to the ayin, to the godly energy which creates them. Because of that very reason, their their creation of the worlds will not happen automatically, because the worlds are totally incomparable to that divine energy which which creates them, and therefore they have no relationship to that energy, and therefore their their creation won't happen automatically from that energy. There has to be Hashem's will invested in that energy, allowing for that creation. That when, when we're talking about the, the idea of cause and effect, which is the way of creation, where the cause, the source, has a relationship, a close relationship to the effect which it brings about, and to the extent that the effect is actually it was included within the cause before the creation in a, in a concealed way, like the... Um, like we've brought about, we've spoken about before, that the emotions, how they are within the intellect, they existed within the intellect before, and they just came out into a revealed state um, from the intellect. But their existence already was beforehand. So, in this type of creation of cause and effect, being that the um, effect is has a relationship and is uh, somewhat of a relationship with the, its source, Therefore, from the extension, through the extension and the revelation of the source, automatically will bring about the existence of the um, effect. Being that the effect is comparable and has such a, somewhat of a relationship with its source. And to the extent that the, that the effect was actually included within the source in a concealed way beforehand. Meaning from the external... Um, it has a, a relationship with the, at least the external and lower aspect of its source, like explained in another place. But something, an effect, or something which is totally, has no comparison whatsoever with, the, with its source. How could it be created automatically, being that it has no connection, no relationship whatsoever with that source? So being that the the yesh, the existence of worlds, has no relationship whatsoever with the infinite energy of Hashem, which creates them. So it's not just just from the revelation of that energy, it's not going to happen automatically that there should be a creation of something which is totally no connection to it, which is not the case for the ilva'ol. Ilva'ol cause and effect, meaning that they all have a relationship beforehand, just from the revelation of the source, automatically will bring about the effect. But something which has no relationship whatsoever with its source will not be created automatically. Now ah, we have a question. We know it's explained in other places in Chassidus that the creation of the worlds, of the Yesh, of the existence of the worlds, it's created in an automatic way from the godly energy which, which creates it. So this is seemingly contradicting what we're saying here, that just from the revelation of the godly energy won't be automatically created the existence of the worlds. Rather, you need the will of Hashem invested within that energy to create them. Here we're saying, no, in some places it says, no, there is, the creation is brought about in a way of automatic. And the explanation is, That means not in the sense that it's automatically created from the extension and the revelation of the source, rather that the creation of the world is not in a way of uh, being invested as Shem has to say, invest himself bother himself, be totally busy with creation in a way where he's totally invested in it um, and that's the, which is the opposite of the idea of Mimela, something happening automatically, when something happens automatically it means, it, it connotes that it indicates that you're not really invested in it, it's something just uh, automatically I didn't have to invest myself, didn't have to 
really work to make it happen. And that's what the point is trying to bring out, that the worlds are created in a way where Hashem, so to say, He didn't have to really put work into it, invest Himself to the extent where He would actually change, God forbid, from that. Hashem does not change from creation. Rather, it's the creation is a way where it's so, it's so um, nothing compared to Him that the creation of these worlds is, as if, is just uh, as, as if it's happening automatically, without any effort. If it wasn't so, and the world wouldn't be created in a way of yesh, in a way of feeling itself separate, um, if, if, meaning if Hashem would have to invest Himself within creation in a way of islapshus, of being totally busy with creation, the worlds would feel that source, because Hashem would be enclosed within them in an, in an internal way, and therefore they would feel Hashem, and therefore they wouldn't feel themselves as separate beings. And that's what it means, that the creation is in a way of, without having any comparison, that, they, that the existence of the worlds have no comparison to their godly source, um, that means that it's that it's not in a way, the creation is not in a way of investing, that Hashem being busy himself and being putting effort in cre- into creation. Rather, it happens in a way where it's, so to say, automatic, without any effort. If it was with effort, then that means he would invest himself in it, and therefore the creation would feel itself close to Hashem, and therefore it wouldn't be, feel itself separate. Um, nevertheless, even though there's no comparison between the godly source of creation and creation, the Ayn and the Yesh, nevertheless, there still has to be the level of the will of Hashem has to be invested, so to say, within the godly energy that creates the, the Yesh, creates the, the worlds, the feeling, the physical worlds. Which that implies that the will of Hashem, the desire of Hashem, which is invested within the, the energy of creation, this will of Hashem is <coughs> in a way of ispailus. What does that mean? Shehayesh tifus mokim him, meaning that the that the the existence of creation, the physical existence of creation, does have some type of um, importance um, compared to this will of Hashem, the will of Hashem to create. The will of Hashem is being, so to say, ispailus. It has is being affected, so to say. Um, in creation, because the will is God's will is to create this specific worlds, and therefore it sort of say gives room, it gives some type of importance, somewhat of an importance to the yesh, to the to the existence, because um, it's invested within the energy which is creating the existence. And so therefore, the um, the will is affected and. It has some type of effect, some type of change, so to say, in the fact that it is invested within this energy to create the yesh. So even though the yesh is totally without any comparison to the ayin, to the godly energy, but the but the rotzin, the the godly desire um, that is invested within create the creative energy, it is um, so to say has it, it is affected because it is has to be invested and has to be interested and focused on creating. The, the creating the yesh, so therefore, it has a certain spilus and effect, a change, in the sense that it's totally invested within this creation. Not that it's totally grasped and affected by the actual existence of creation. Because that would imply a real type of enclosement and inner and inner investiture, uh, investing of the of the of the rotsin 
within the actual yesh of creation. Because then, if the desire of Hashem was totally invested in an internal way, in an inner way within creation, then the, the creation would not be a yesh. It wouldn't feel itself separate. It would feel totally close to the will of Hashem, and therefore would not feel its own separate existence, independent existence. So what does it mean then that it's the, the, the Ratzin, that the will of Hashem is nispoiled, has type of, um, it's affected, so to say, by creation. It just means that Hashem is, um, is so to say, um, busy and affected within the within the will to create. So not that it's nispol is not really grasped by the actual yesh by the actual existence of creation, which would which would which would make that the creation doesn't feel itself separate. Rather, it's it's grasped and affected by the by the will to create. I'm not exactly sure what that what that means, but we'll go on. Uh, after the parentheses, in order that the that the the godly energy which creates the worlds, the ayin, should be in such a way that it, that the yesh, that the that the existence should have some type of somewhat of an importance, and that the Hashem's will should be involved in creating this existence. And therefore, and thereby giving the existence some somewhat of a importance. And there, um, for that purpose, there has to come the intermediary of Atzilus, like we were saying before, that the Atzilus is the intermediary between the infinite energy of Hashem and the finite creation. So, in order that the that the godly energy, the Ein, should be in a way where the Yesh has somewhat of an importance by it, and the the godly will. Within creation, is involved in creation, on to the extent that it's actually affected. It has to be atzilus, the intermediary of atzilus. That within the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem, um, which emanates the world of atzilus, which give, which brings about the world of atzilus, even though that he has the the will. Um, to create, to bring it to existence. That the level of the will, how it exists within the infinite energy, the the infinite essence of Hashem, the will, how it exists there, it's not in a way of a spyless at all, of it being affected and being involved in creation. Because the existence of creation does not have any importance there within the infinite essence of Hashem, because he's so infinitely higher. He's to, he's in a different realm. Than creation, and you can't talk about any idea of being affected at all, being involved in creation. God forbid to say that that level, which is totally transcends creation, is being affected and changed. So to say, that's what we always say. That's one of the um, foundations of faith. Is that Hashem I have not changed. You know, he's not changed by creation. He transcends it. Uh, only through the the bringing into being of the world of Atzilus, on the beginning of the next page now, so only through the bringing into existence of Atzilus and and how the godly energy descends and is diminished from level to level till it reaches the lowest level within Atzilus, the Malchus of Atzilus, and that the the existence of the lower world, have what of it, somewhat of an importance. Um, that there should be a, a 
an ability to be the creation of a separate existence. So this is only through only through bringing bringing into being the world of Atzilus, this intermediary, can there be this idea, and that the that the yesh that the world should have somewhat of an importance to the ayin to the the godly energy which creates them. Um, and specifically how the light of Atzilus goes down and reaches the world the level of Malchus of Atzilus, that the that the existence of the lower world should have somewhat of importance, that there should be a ability to create them. And this is the what we said that Atzilus, uh, highest world, is the intermediary that there should be the creation of the existence of the of the creations of the beings, that this world is kind of like the intermediary includes within it both the, it connects to that which is higher from it, the the ayin, the godly energy which creates um, all of existence, and it allows the Hashem's will to be involved within creation and to relate to creation enough to that there should be a there should be able to be a somewhat of importance to the existence to leave room for the feeling of the worlds to feel themselves as separate from their source this world of atzilas is this intermediary level that um it is the highest world and it's just an emanation a, a revelation of godly powers of the ten spheres therefore it is it is it has within it the higher the higher a relationship to the higher energy, the infinite energy of Hashem, and also it's the first world that has a definition of kalim vessels, and able to bring together that limitation of the worlds and to to give somewhat of a room to leave room for the feeling of separateness. Atzilus uh, is that is that realm which brings together both opposites of the infinite energy of Hashem and the finite existence and allows for the finite existence to take place, to take somewhat of a space, to have somewhat of importance to the ayin, to the godly energy which creates it. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimur that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast please consider doing that it will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha and to do that please email email me at rabbigelb at gmail and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode thank you very much